Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are here to talk about Supergirl Season 2, Episode Number 4, Survivors. Kim, what did you think about this episode? It was better than two. Better than an eh? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? So how did it start out? Daxum is getting blown up. So this is a bit of a flashback. Daxum is going through the fallout of Krypton being destroyed. And uh, you see... Mon Al and some other dude running around. Yeah, we learn it's the prince yes. running around trying to basically figure out what to do. And they come on a Kryptonian pod. And uh, Mon El is trying to get the prince into the pod to send him off to be saved. And the prince is like, Can you operate and pilot this thing? I don't know how to fly it. You got to program it for me. So Mon El gets in to program it. And the prince is like, Boop, boop, boop. And the thing, the pod shuts and he sends Mon-El off and he saves Mon-El rather than Mon-El saving the prince. And the prince was like, I got to die with my people. That was nice. Yeah. And then it cuts to Supergirl and uh, Hank and Wynn and Mon-El at the um, DEO. And Mon-El's like pounding a bunch of weight on the bench press and there's a little bit of banter back and forth. So basically we get a little bit of reminiscence and uh, we get to see the party world being destroyed. And then um, Manel is like, hey, did you ever get a signal back from Daxum? And I don't know, they kind of gave like sketchy looks and they're like, no, we didn't. So I'm like, yeah, you got something back. You know you oh, did. I missed that. I ah, that's what the I saw. Luck. So you think they got a signal back of some sort? I think they got something back. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing there. It's rock dust. But who knows? Maybe there's, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe there's, there's a... a world of kittens there now. I have no idea. <laughs> signal from the world of kittens. Yes. <laughs> and then they're talking. He's like, hey, and then... The soccer with dragons, that sounded cool. Yeah, so Monel basically has been cooped up in the DEO. They've been testing his powers, you know, finding out what he's capable of and whatnot. And he wants to he like he's he wants to fly the coop and get out and party basically. Like the Daxums are the, are frat, boys the frat boys of the Kryptonian universe, so to speak. And so he wants to get out and you know, he wants to do some stuff. And, uh, and, and Hank slash John Johns is like, no, you got to stay here. It's not safe. And everybody is meant to take this, you know, the impression given is it's not safe for mon mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to learn that, the, that, that is not actually the case. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and who is it? Megan? Megan. Yeah. Megan. No, not... Oh, Maggie. Yeah. Maggie, there we go. Oh, we got too many M's now and too many L's. <laughs> You're getting all confused. Uh, so Maggie's yeah, like, what? Oh, you, was there more? Well, yeah, you forgot about John Johns being grump, grumpy cat. Oh, uh, well, he's been grumpy for like all four episodes, so I didn't really forget. It's just ongoing. Yeah, but I mean, this uh, was a specifically called out grumpy grump face. Um, John Johns is like all grumpster and Alex and Supergirl are um, trying to figure out what's wrong with them. So he takes them aside in the room and he tells them what he learned at the end of the last episode, oh, which, yeah. of course, we all saw, which is that he is not the only green Martian left. Mm-hmm. He's and like, I love you too, but, you know, you just my can't people. feel my pain. Right, yeah, so. right. Like he, you know, and, and that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, you know, he learns all of a sudden that he he's not the only green Martian left. You could, But what's interesting is... I wouldn't have imagined he'd be so grumpy about it. I know. It. I think you'd be excited and like... Or at least cautiously optimistic. Something. Yeah. Why right. are you grumpy? Why are you... I mean, just because she like, you know, walked away afterwards, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a great first meeting between the two, no. but what would you expect 
you know, some Martian dude walks up out of nowhere and, you know, everybody's cautious. And, and this is kind of the theme of the episode, too, right? Which is carrying on uh, uh, some of the themes that have been set up in the last episode, which is you have the aliens who are clearly the minority and clearly the others. And then you have the humans who are, you know, the the majority and the, you know, the the... It's basically racial tensions that are being set up here. And and what's interesting, too, is uh, both of the Martian characters are people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So not only are they minorities as humans, but they're minorities as aliens. And I, I find that an interesting choice. I, I, I like it as a choice. You know, I think it's a, a nice... I mean, number one, it's nice to see people of color, you know, getting these kinds of roles and being able to play these kinds of parts. But it's also... Um, it solidifies. Yeah, it solidifies the themes and the commentary that that's running through the episodes, which I like. I think it's a, a, a strong thing to do. So that's when oh, yeah, she the call comes in. Alex gets it. And yeah. Maggie's like, you want to come see a dead body? And I'd, if someone called me, I'd be like, sure, why not? As long as it doesn't stink too bad, I'm good. So that was nice. Yeah, so Maggie, the alien detective lady, calls and she needs some help, basically, because nobody wants to touch this alien dead body in a trunk. And, uh, and so, I thought the dead alien was cute. I'm like, oh, poor cute alien. So that was sad. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't an ugly alien no, by any stretch cute. of the imagination. Mm-hmm. He looked alien, but that's what he was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. So Alex goes to check it out and they open the trunk and they're talking about like he's got a buildup of like scar tissue on his hands and, and wounds and whatnot. That's a peaceful race. So they're like, why? yeah, why? Why has he, he got all these fighting wounds? And I immediately was like Alien Fight Club. But that was because of the the like flash and one preview that we had seen before that didn't make you think of that no that's why i thought of it right really yeah because remember when like the green arrow and oh you're talking about like the previews where they do the the superhero fight club yeah yeah so that's what made me think of that i can see you drawing that parallel but that's not maybe what made me think about it what made me think about it was they were talking about like repeated you know fight wounds and injuries that have healed up so Mm -hmm. i immediately went to alien fight club and and what's what's powerful about this episode is this alien fight club and the subtext that goes along with it. So, and then like Maggie and Alex are going back and forth like you know besties, and Supergirl flies down and she's just like kind of looking back and forth like what what yeah she's what? feeling mostly useless at that point mm-hmm. because the the Alex and Maggie are both like taking care of business with this alien, and she's just like I guess you guys don't need me. So there you can kind of see. Uh, uh, more of this sort of floundering that's going on with Kara slash Supergirl and kind of trying to find her way and her place in the world, her niche. Yeah, and and the fact that not everybody... Really? Yeah, I gave you a look when you're like, niche. That's how I say it. (laughs) Oh my god. Niche or niche, it doesn't matter. That sounds so pretentious. It's not pretentious, that's how I say it. My niche. Um, And anyway, so Maggie and Alex, I've combined them, and they're... Malix now. So it's another M word. And you are a Malix shipper. I see I didn't know about this until like what like not even a month ago. I'm like, what are you talking about? I had to explain what a sh- what shipping was to her, but she's a Malix shipper. So maybe explain in case there's, you know, one other person in the world who doesn't know what shipping is. 
So shipping is that you advocate for a relationship between two particular characters in this particular fandom. So in this case of Supergirl, right away in the introduction of uh, Maggie and Alex meeting in the last episode, uh, you could you could see that they were kind of setting up more than just like these are two professional people in the same sort of field that are going to be working together. There was a greater sort of uh, relationship isn't the right word, but there's a greater sort of I don't even know if sexual (laughs) tension is it, but there was it was there, right? Like that was there. Something was there. So you were talking about a last episode. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when they're doing the back and forth with Supergirl in the middle, that just kind of solidifies it even more. So the idea is you advocate for Maggie and Alex being in relationships. You are combining their two names into Malik's and you ship for them. I ship for them. Yes. That sounds really close to <laughs> something else, but sure, I ship for them. So that happens. And then all of a sudden, Kara's back at the, that's not the Daily Planet. What is this? At Catco. Catco, Catco. yeah. Catco. Like, and she's pitching a story to Snapper Carr. And Snapper's like, Do I just like saying Snapper, Snapper Carr. <laughs> and he's like, Do you even know what journalism is there? Because these are half baked ideas and. You just need to go take some one-on-one courses on journalism because this is just, it annoys me so bad. And like, part of me is like, does it annoy me so bad because that was my major? Or does it annoy me so bad because it's really stupid? What is it? Well, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, but you got to look at it from the other side, right? Like, I mean, I can understand you're upset because Kara is a reporter, even though she has no experience being a reporter. But that means she needs to learn, okay? Now... Snapper is teaching her now. Not particularly. Well, I mean, not <laughs> yes and no. I Just mean, they're not going to go into great depth. You need to do this, this, and this. And right, right. But that's what yourself. she needs to know. So she comes in, and and he's got this story idea that he wants her to work on. But she pitches an alien on alien violence story, which is the story of this dead alien in the trunk, because. When he was in the trunk, the other thing we forgot to mention is they found like uh, an alien defensive thing stuck in his biological defense mechanism yes thank you biological defense mechanism so it was clearly alien alien on alien violence and she pitches this to snapper car and he's like okay um do you have an eyewitness account do you have you know a police report do you have this do you have that you know do you have all of the things that you would need to actually make a story Mm -hmm. and she's like no and and he comes back and says, well, then all you have is a half-baked idea. Go bake it. So yeah. essentially he says, this is a good idea, a good story starting point, but you have to actually get the story now. And and I like that. I mean, that's what she needs. Yeah. I don't know. Fine. But I mean, have your ducks in a row for hers. Yeah, don't but she doesn't that. know what the ducks are. It's called open a book or open a, okay, a, but, a course but, on the internet, but, read about it and go do it. Yeah, but he is essentially her mentor now in her reporting, right? So he's the guy who is going to be teaching her and guiding her. Like, that's the role. That's the dynamic that's being set up here. So he's the one that's going to teach her. You know, it's the same way when people come to me for help with photography, right? Like, I could say, well, go read a book or go find a tutorial on the internet. But I don't. I, I help them because Actually, that's what you, you do. Actually, in a way you do, though, because you make tutorials and then you're like, hey, <laughs> let me answer your question. But why don't you go to this tutorial and watch it, too, because it might help you even more. Well, I mean, they want an answer and I give them the answer. That's the point. And that's what Supergirl needs. Like, she doesn't necessarily know what she needs. And so he's giving I'm that sure to her. I'm sure she speed reads. So just go to college, <laughs> pick up a textbook, speed read it, and then you're good to go yeah but 
here, flip this around. Would you be pleased with this character development if she just was a suddenly amazing reporter and there no, was no not. work that went but into it? if I saw her reading that book, speed reading, I'd give her a little bit more credit. <laughs> okay, so to the writers of Supergirl then, it's maybe worth saying that she needs to take some initiative on her own to become a better reporter. I would agree with that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to... I don't think that Snapper Carr should not mentor her, but I do agree with you that she should also be taking some initiative to figure out what the heck she needs to do as a reporter. Yes. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yes, of course you will, because I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, we have Jean Johns and the Martian girl. Jean goes to the bar, so... He wants to talk to the Martian girl, and and her name is McGann. I keep saying the Martian girl, McGann. And he goes in and walks into the bar and basically presents the... He basically asks her if they they can... (laughs) If they can get together. (laughs) If they can get together, right? And it is not sexual what he's proposing. He's proposing the Martian equivalent of a Vulcan mind meld. But at the same time... That's pretty intimate. That's pretty intimate and that's pretty abrupt, right? Like, oh, I just, I literally just met you last night. Let's mind meld and share all of our deepest, darkest thoughts and secrets Mm -hmm. uh, and and everythings that have transpired over the last 300 years. So uh, she doesn't want to, and Jean's is grumpier than he already was because of this, because she turns him down. Uh, And And he's totally in the wrong here. Yeah, 100%. And he's like, he also, I mean, you get a little bit of her backstory. You know, he's like, how did you survive this? And right. She's like, a white Martian broke rank and refused to kill orders, so I was able to survive, and that's good. And then he wants a mind meld, and she's like, no, I don't want to. And at this point, I have in capital letters in my notes, what is she hiding? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, if some guy, if I was a Martian, <laughs> and he asked me to mind meld, and we just met, you know, I might not want to do it, but it just it felt like she was hiding more than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was definitely. I mean, she shouldn't have just okay. Let's sure, mind meld, right? It. Yeah, Yay. I mean that's just stupid. From our point of view, that's ridiculous. That is akin to just meeting somebody at the bar and then going into the bathroom to shag, right? Well, people and do that all people the time. people do that all the time. But <laughs> you're also well within your rights to say uh, uh, no. no. Yeah. But it is also it was also clearly meant to indicate that she was hiding something, which of course she was, which we got to. Mm-hmm. And and so we have grumpier grumpy uh, Hank slash John Johns, and then we're back at the DEO and we're trying to find the alien that the biological defense mechanism belongs to. And ah, and some. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> at this point, uh, Monel smashes a giant brick thing and and he's like whoa i'm super strong this is aw and some and wins <laughs> like no 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 you, you gotta put those two it's awesome don't say from now on, it's yeah from now on it's aw. yeah no, we're gonna say aw and some but mm-hmm. it's it's awesome uh and then win does his super computer mm-hmm. computer thing and uh finds out that this particular biological defense mechanism belongs to a particular alien who registered under the amnesty that the president signed the last episode and enacted. And I couldn't help but think that this comes off a little bit like the Sokovia Accords from the Marvel Civil War yeah. stuff, which is you have all of, in the, in the Sokovia Accords in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and even in the comic universe, you have the uh, requirement that 
all of the superhero, superpowered, special type people, essentially, and or aliens and or other type beings need to register. What's interesting is this presidential thing that she signed. And remember, the president is an alien. Mm -hmm. It was amnesty granting all of the aliens regular citizen rights so that they don't need to hide so they don't need to pretend to to not be who they are they can live openly if they choose to do so do they get any rights though or is it just yeah they get equal equal rights okay. under the law basically is what it was okay because we'll come back to that later on then when we get to the actual fight club yeah no i agree with you uh the, there's definitely something that we got to talk about but w- what i found really interesting about that was the fact that they had all of these aliens registered with addresses and everything. Mm-hmm. And that struck me as, as crazy ridiculous. Like, why would they have that? Well, why does the Inhumans have that? I mean, it's, it's, it's well, a thing in, the, in, in every... Well, in the Inhuman things, it was a law to have all of these aliens registered so they could track them down if one of them went rogue. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be something that grants them equal rights and protection and amnesty. So they don't... They should... In theory, to me, they shouldn't have a registry list of these aliens. They should be just living their lives as regular humans do. Without They shouldn't, but every story like this, you have to have them registered so you can find them for various reasons. Yeah, I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is I didn't like that because it was too easy, it was too convenient, and having them registered, in my opinion, goes against what the amnesty was all about. Mm-hmm. So... Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but that's part of writing a story. Yes. So. Um, Alex calls Maggie with this information about the biological defense mechanism. And then they go find the alien that was missing the yeah, arm just, thing. They just find him. He's, they find him well, they had his address because Wynn gave yep, it to him. Exactly. So they go find so him yep, and they're go. trying to arrest him. And in the middle of trying to arrest him, they get ambushed by guys that look like the same guys that have uh, Alex and uh, Kara's dad, which is something I wanted to bring up because, hello. They haven't touched this at all. Yeah, why haven't they touched this part of the story at all? Like, at the end of the last season, that was a pretty big, heavy deal. Yeah, that was like one of the ending points. Right, like Alex was going to go find her dad. Mm -hmm. And now that's just like, psh, well, no, nothing. That, whatever. So I actually thought, I, w- I was thinking about it before the episode started, before we sat down to watch it. And, and then I saw these guys and I thought, oh, they're going to finally bring this back in and tie it together and give us something here. But no, it, it actually has nothing to do with it. These are just goons who work for the woman who's running the fight club. Uh, and so they take this alien because they're going to drag him back to the fight club. And... Uh, you know, now Alex and, and Maggie are like, oh, you know. What okay. are we to do now? Yeah, we got we got nothing to do. And uh, Grumpy John is more grumpy, and he yeah. tells Kara and Alex, we're back at the DEO after the failed arrest attempt, and Grumpy John Johns is grumpier, tells Kara and Alex about trying to ma- mind meld <laughs> with... Uh, I offered to merge with her in the Martian way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That doesn't That doesn't come off as creepy at all when you say it that way. And Kara's like, but you just met. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so John Johns is is got to come to terms with the fact that he's in the wrong, and he's working his way towards that, uh, you know. And then we have Supergirl talking to her mom bot and telling her about her day mm-hmm. and working with Snapper Car, and and Monel walks in, <laughs> and 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 Kara's all like, hey, yeah, "What are you doing here?" And then she tells him, "You know, this is my mom. It's a holographic." And you know, I can't believe that they don't have this technology where he's from, or he's never heard of it before. No, they do. He well, said we had constructs like that. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Then why? 
it just it seems stupid. Like, why are you explaining this to him? You know. Well, she. I mean, I guess she doesn't necessarily know that they had that. That. I mean, they know about Daxam in general, but they have their stereotypical views, and yeah. it's a big frat house party. You know, they might think that they're stupid. And these are the kind of these are basically the kind of presumptions and parallels that would be drawn. You know, that are being drawn episode. against. You know, like like people who stereotype. You know. Latinos, as an example, uh, or Mexicans and say that they're lazy, right? And they don't work hard or something stupid like that or whatever the stereotype you might be that is totally untrue, but you have this pre- preconceived notion about these people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, he's like, yeah, we've got constructs like that. And then he says, your mom's a babe. <laughs> <laughs> and she's all like, what? Oh yeah. God, how dare you call her that? And, and what we're learning here is that uh, Monel is getting uh, cultural advice. lessons and advice from Wynn. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is awe and some. Exactly. Awe and some. <laughs> and they have a little chitty chat chat. And then he asks her to help him again. Asks, he asks her to help him again. Right. And she's like, no. And it's like. For the love of whatever. Come on, lady. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird how resistant she is to helping him. I'm not really sure what's going on there. But after that, Maggie gets a, a Maggie calls Alex because she's got a hot tip on the Alien Fight Club. And so at this point, yeah, we actually don't know it's an Alien Fight Club no, yet. She yet. just says, um, you know, I've got a hot, I've got a lead here. Uh, do you want to come follow up on it with me? And Alex says, yeah, she's like, dress nice. And that when she said dress nice, that confirmed it to me. Like this mm-hmm. is definitely a fight club. And so they she does dress nice, meets her outside, put and on put on masquerade masks. And, and this like, was like the shipper moment. Like this was it right here because mm-hmm. like uh, Maggie grabs Alex's hand and they kind of walk in the place like a couple. Mm-hmm. And it and it was certainly should have heard porno music. Yeah, they walk in. It's a fight club. Everybody's wearing masquerade masks. We have this uh, woman in a slinky red dress with uh, some pretty wicked snake tattoos wrapping up her leg and around her body and even going up and around her back. Was that up her legs, too? I thought that was like weird garters or something on no her that legs. was on that her was leg that was tattoo on her leg too uh-huh. that was yeah that was a, there was a lot lingering shot on that to make sure you saw that tattoo and she she launches the fight club and what's interesting here this was something that i wasn't expecting so you see the guy that kara or not kara i'm sorry alex and malix yeah malix <laughs> tried to arrest oh yeah and her opponent his opponent i'm sorry is mcgann mm-hmm. the martian Last daughter the of last Mars. daughter of Mars, yeah, fighting in the Fight Club, and this is rather interesting. And then, boom, okay, that's what she's hiding, right? Yeah. So now we know what she's hiding, and they start fighting, and Supergirl drops in, mm-hmm. and then like they're just gone. Those two are just gone. Well, the they're... original fighters and Draga is released on Supergirl. Oh you, yeah, they do just kind of disappear. Yeah, they just kind of disappeared. And yeah. and the the woman who's running the fight club, her name is Roulette by the way. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Whoa, we got Supergirl here. The main event and Draga comes out and proceeds to basically kick Supergirl's butt. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, whips her around the ring. Um Meg, was it Maggie or Alex? One of them pull out a gun, start firing off shots. Police, everybody scatters. Maggie, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they rescue Supergirl from the ring. And uh, they end up back at the DEO, of course. And, uh, you know. A little funny line. Kara's like, I yeah. think too many people didn't bet on me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Alex walks into the ring to see how Supergirl is. And she's like, I hope too many people didn't bet on me. That was a really funny moment right there. 
So. I go back to the DEO. Yeah. And they tell Grumpy John that Megan was in the ring. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, nothing much happened with No, that. after that, it cuts to the win and yeah. Monel, And this was... Good. Yeah. Because it's win, more win. And here's what's really interesting. Like, right now, um, the the... Last season, the first season, had a very, um, I think the tone of the season was really good. And what I mean by that is in season one, they they very well balanced like the, the heaviness and the seriousness of it with the, with the camp and the lightheartedness across the spectrum of yeah. the characters. It wasn't just one character right. who was giving you the comic relief. Yeah. And so far in season two, that by and large is being carried by Wynn. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are a few one-liners, like you said, this one-liner that Supergirl had in the ring there. I hope, you know, I hope no not too many people bet on me but mm-hmm. the real comedic uh lightness the the and, and it's not even comedic although no. comedy is part of it i mean it's just the the lightness of it mm-hmm. uh in general is being carried by win and that's i mean that's good because win's great but i really hope that they even it out like they had it last season because all in all it works better and it's stronger when it's more even in my opinion mm-hmm. But what we're talking about here is Monel basically working uh, win over like a jock would work over a geek, so to speak, yeah, yeah. Uh, by by pretending, and I'm using air quotes in, in pretending to be uh, his friend, and mm-hmm. and convinces Win that they should go out. It'll be okay. Let's go have some fun. Two new friends mm-hmm. running a field test, not getting in trouble. Yeah, you know that's not going to end well. Yeah, of course it doesn't end well. Uh, so, but the way he gets it is he's like, hey, when, you know, you want to do my suit and, you know, make up a make name Make up my me? superhero name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And when even says, he's like, I know you're just playing me, but let's go do it. And he succumbs to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, we cut from there to Kara back with Snapper. Uh, she pitches the fight club. Snapper is kind of up and downing her, which is, oh, I'm interested because Supergirl was there. She saw like all the hoity-toities in town where there all the people who run in the rich circles, the mayor and a bunch of other CEOs and stuff were there. Mm-hmm. And so Snapper's clearly interested because, you know, all these people at an illegal fight, fight club would certainly be a story. But then, of course, uh, he shuts it right back down. Who's your source? Yeah, who's your source? Where's your information? Like, Where's your police report? One. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that that was almost an unnecessary scene, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, you could have cut that out. Yeah. It, he, he amused me with his one line. He's like, my silence is your imitation. Talk fast. That, that was a good. That was nice. Yeah, that was really good. But, yeah, but that wasn't needed. You could have just... They, we could have just had more of what followed it, which was mm-hmm. the mon L win montage yeah. of them partying it up at the bar and getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that ends... I shouldn't say pretty quickly, but it ends. Did you hear the song in the background? What was the song? Dead Man's Party. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yes. Nice. I don't know nice. if that's the title of it, but yeah. Yeah. That yeah. One. So what happens is Wynn passes out. Monel is arm wrestling. And it was funny when dude. he passed out, his face was like yeah. smashed against the glass. <laughs> like, like smushed up against the window. Again, he's like the, the lightheartedness mm-hmm. of the show. Uh, Monel arm wrestles a dude, breaks his oh, arm. You could hear it. Yeah, you could hear it crunch. And then another guy's like, dude, and punches him, breaks his arm because he punched, you know, <laughs> what is essentially another man of steel. Uh-huh. And then Wynn wakes up. He's like, oh, we got to go. And they just run out. Yeah. Then we have Grumpy Hank. Yeah. He's grumpy like, Grump Face. I'm just going to barge into Megan's house. Yeah. Now. Like he literally just walks walks through the, through wall. the wall, through her door. It's like rude. And, and kind of reads her the riot act. And they have a, a, a discussion slash argument. 
And and what you have here is Jean Jean's is basically like a 9-11 never forget kind of guy. <laughs> and Magan is basically like, you know, it's it 2016. It it's not that you got to totally forget it, but, you know, you got to kind of live your life and yeah. not worry so much about the past. Uh, and, and, you know, that basically ends in a stalemate where neither one of them walk away from that conversation satisfied. And he thinks that was the reason she didn't want to mind Bond right. is because of the fighting rink. Right. And here's where we finally learn about Veronica Sinclair, AKA roulette. Mm-hmm. After the scene with Jean and McGann talking, you see the limo driving down the road oh, and Supergirl yeah. flies in and like lasers up the road. And so, I'm thinking property destruction much? I know. Who's <laughs> going to pay for that? Right. I mean, your journalism salary is not making that much money, sweetie. But the car stops. Uh, Roulette gets out and uh, Supergirl's like, I'm shutting you down. And Roulette's going on her um, little bent, basically. And this is where like... You know, the theme is basically thrown in your face. Like, mm-hmm. the aliens are the, you know... They have no rights. Yeah. So she's not breaking the law. That's why I said, I asked earlier about um, with the mayor and what rights did she give him? Did she give him rights or did... I mean... I, I was curious about that, too, because based on her on the president signing that amnesty oh yeah, act... The president, not the mayor. They should all be legal citizens and have legal rights as normal citizens. But Veronica's basically saying veronica being roulette is basically saying that these people are aliens they have no rights so the fight club fight club isn't illegal yeah so she's doing nothing wrong so i mean i guess we need to see or find out exactly what the president gave them as rights. right right uh, that to I me and maybe it's not been enacted in the law yet right it because be. it could be one of those things where you know they sign a law and then it doesn't go into effect you know six eight months 12 a year later mm-hmm. uh, but it seemed to me that like the signing was like the moment it was supposed to happen so this whole amnesty thing that they set up in this last episode as of right now i guess it's vague is uh-huh. is vague at best and not very you know helpful at all mm-hmm. but um one of the other interesting things in that part was Veronica is basically saying, what have you ever given to them? Mm-hmm. Uh, besides black eyes besides, and locking them up. Right. Which, I mean, legitimately Supergirl yeah. has been doing to the aliens that are being a menace, as it were, but, you to know, society. In her defense, until episode three, she only thought there was pretty much bad aliens. So she didn't realize there's good aliens yeah, out there. Yeah, so, this, is, you know, this is true. This is true. Which, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what I find interesting here is... is you know, there's a there's a lot of truth to that, right? Because Veronica is basically saying, you know, in her twisted, Defense. take advantage of, manipulate and use these aliens for her own purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's also pretending that she she helps them, mm-hmm. you know, because she gives them an option of some sort, some and sort making of making some money. Right. Something. And 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 what what I like in that, too, and what that made me think about is, you know, something that that, you know, I as a white, you know, essentially privileged male don't have much understanding of, which is, you know, living in a situation or having uh, a life that forces you to make choices that. Did you say white, essentially male, white? Privileged male. Oh, okay. But essentially, I just couldn't remember where you put it in that. Essentially privileged, yeah. Okay. A white privileged male. You are a white man. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I literally have no understanding or no conception of the kind of lives that, you know, that people, minorities, poor people, you know, uh, people who who haven't had the kind of privilege and 
privilege and options that that you know we both essentially have had mm-hmm. in growing up and what kind of choices that forces people in those situations to make and it's easy from a position of privilege and and not understanding to say you know oh we'll just do this or oh we'll just do that it's so easy to make your life better mm-hmm. without realizing how easy all of the privileges we have give us and that's the situation that these aliens are in they had they essentially apparently still have no privileges despite the amnesty and and so they're in this fight club and Veronica gets in the car and drives away and Supergirl's kind of like um oh okay <laughs> yeah you know she's sort of left speechless in yeah. a way um back to the DEO Jean Jean's is and ranting and really back to this you know I mean if she really did feel like she was doing something illegal, why didn't she just arrest her there? You know, why didn't she just pick her up and fly her to the DEO? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, a, that's a good point. <laughs> you know. So once again, to me, this was like a non-essential thing. The only way that it was essential is so, you know, she could say, what have you ever done for them? But like I said, I mean, if she really felt like uh, roulette was in the wrong... You know, I mean, a fight club is illegal no matter what. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's Yeah, like... it's, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but you make a really good point because if she, you know, the the thing that I'm thinking about, and, and I'm not saying this to justify Supergirl not doing what she, you know, did and, and just sort of being left speechless and dumbfounded and, and letting her drive away, is pulling Veronica out and throwing her into a DEO cell isn't necessarily going to shut down the fight club because she's probably got flunkies that will continue to operate or somebody will come in to fill that power void mm-hmm. right so but there's I don't that think supergirl was thinking that you no know? she wasn't thinking that like she wasn't thinking that strategically yeah. i totally agree with yeah. that she was she was speechless there yeah. she was like you know and, and that whole speechifying as you said that veronica was doing was essentially to to show supergirl look you know um all aliens aren't bad yeah what? and maybe they need some other options and choices uh, so that they're not driven to make the choice to fight in this fight club. Maybe not willingly, yeah. but not entirely unwillingly either. Well, she even said some are doing it unwillingly, and she's like, well, those are the people that owe me money. Yeah, yeah. So there are ones that are, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and we see later on that there are ones that are not doing it willingly towards mm-hmm. you know the next fight that comes up. We have another scene at the DEO. To me, this scene was... <sighs> Oh, this scene was kind of interesting, but it was really just like moving all the characters forward yeah. through the storyline. They were all kind of discussing slash arguing and talking about the Fight Club situation, but nobody was actually talking about the Fight Club. Mm-hmm. John Johns is talking about McGann. Uh, Supergirl is talking about Monel. Uh, you know, and and they all kind of come to these realizations, but they actually have to deal with this whole Fight Club thing. So they got to figure out what's going on and. Well, while they're talking and stuff, Supergirl and Monel, she kind of opens up to him. Right. Here. And and this is the same time. So she goes and talks to Monel, and then Jean Jean's is like, I got to go apologize to mm-hmm. McGann. And he, he goes to apologize to McGann, and she's like, you know, you shouldn't have come here. Yeah. And the goons grab him. No, well, that, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so that does happen. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit before then. I, well, yeah, that is pretty much right. That's basically what That's happens. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when Supergirl's opening up to Manel, um, this is when he tells her how to fight Draga, that big dragon. Yeah, the big dude that kicked her butt Um, before. But yeah, and, um, I told you not to come back. So, yeah, she does say that to, Megan says that to John there. Yeah. And he gets nabbed by the goons. 
And and as you said, when they were back at the DEO, Monel said, you know, I saw Draga fight on some battle world somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. He took an injury there to his left knee and damaged the nerve cluster. He's always favored yeah. or took it to his right. He's always Whatever. favored his other leg. That's his weak spot, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, these apologies are made. Um, John Johns doesn't really get to apologize. He kind of apologizes, yeah. but he gets nabbed. And he is going to be the main event at the Fight Club fighting McGann. So they don't see him for John Johns for a few hours. And like, oh, where is he? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And then how did they realize that he got nabbed? He hadn't checked in. And they tried calling his phone and he wouldn't answer. Okay. So that automatically thinks he got nabbed. That's what they, that's okay. the conclusion There's they came no to. There's something wrong. wrong. Yeah, that's. Okay, that's the yeah. only conclusion. I mean. All right. I see it. I, sure. to a degree, I can see it because they've set this up where, you know, I mean, that was his work phone. And if you mm-hmm. call, you answer. So. Yeah, but there's absolutely but, no other, no other reason. <laughs> yeah. Only that he's got. No, I, I got that's it. I got it. Thing. I got yep. it. All right. And, and now the, this. Oh, to, let's go to the old place because it hasn't moved at all. Yeah, this was like, come on, right? Supergirl's like, I'm going to go shut down the fight club and I'm going to save John Johns or whatever. She goes to the fight club. It's like, okay, if you're going to, okay, if you're in this moment of time saying you're going to go down and shut down the fight club, why didn't you do this the day before? Why is it taking you until today to do this? So that's just stupid in my mind, but, but continue. The fight, the fight club is not there. What? Right. An illegal fight club Because it's a, it's a pop-up club. It yeah. always changes locations. She's yeah. got to find out where it is. She's uh, like, oh, who's a rich person that I know that might have some information on it? <laughs> Lena Luther. I'll go Luther. talk to Lena Luther. <laughs> so she asks, hey, do you have the information? And Lena's like, I would never go to one of those. But here's the address. But here's the address. Because <laughs> I got the invite. Yeah. And um, she's like, okay, I owe you big time. And at that point, I'm like... Did Supergirl just make a deal with the devil? And I hope we find out. I hope Lena is evil. I hope she turns out evil. That she better turn out evil. If I can't have Lex, I need her. So I hope it was a deal with the devil. And I hope three, what, what episode are we in? We're in episode four. four. And there's usually what, like 20 to 22? Yeah. I hope by episode 12, she is just evil. <laughs> that is my prediction. Well, we'll see. We'll see. This is your official prediction. Yes. Lena's going evil. Yes. All right, so they go, they're storming the fight club, um, and as they, you know, we see the fight club before they storm it, and the mm-hmm. fight is McGann and Jean Johns, and they have a little, you know, I'm not going to fight you, um, John says, McGann's like, I'm going to fight you anyway, and starts kicking his butt. And he's like, they can't make me reveal my true form, and then I kid you not, like, <laughs> Two seconds later, he's in his true form. I'm like, yeah, come on. Yeah, she like she she uppercuts him, and as he's flying through the air, he changes into his Martian form. The only good the oh. only good thing about that 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 whole particular dialogue that they had was uh, Jean Jean's line: "Our choices are all we have," and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of truth to that. Um, but again, you know, that's also supposing that you have the wherewithal, the support, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, to make resources. the kind of choices, resources mm-hmm. that you would want to make, mm-hmm. not coming from a position of understanding a person in that particular kind of situation. So you can't blame her necessarily for fighting, but what we learn is she's essentially fighting because she has survivor's guilt. Yeah. And so they they, they start actually fighting and then Supergirl drops in. And once again, they just sort of disappear. <laughs> I don't know where. The, there must be like an underground trap. Something. That going down into. And, and Draga comes out. And 
oh, oh, oh no, 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 we got to back up. No, mm-hmm. they stopped fighting each other. Oh, yeah. John John's and Supergirl. They uh, hugged it out and stuff. Yeah, they hugged it out, and she's great. like, well, I thought Veronica says, I thought this might happen. Mm-hmm. So that's when they, they let Draga out, and he's now essentially going to fight both of the Martians. Now, before this happened, though, right before, you know, she keeps saying, she's repeated, Megan over and over again has said, I'm... Um, she keeps saying, I'm whatever I need to do. I do whatever I need to do to survive. Or mm-hmm. I am whatever. No, she says, I, I am, whatever. am whatever I need to survive. And I mean, she said this multiple times in the show. So at this point, I'm like, okay. Something's going on Something here. else is besides her, why she didn't want to mind melt. So. And I totally missed that too. Like okay. that was something that went over my head. I, I took it as, as just her doing what she needed to do to survive. Mm-hmm. But what's coming is interesting. Uh, so Draga's out. He's he's gonna you know lay the pain on those two, and Supergirl drops in. So Malix and the tor- the team storm in too. Yep, yep. So she's got the backup, mm-hmm. and they're sort of taking care of you know arresting the Veronica and whatever. Supergirl's in the in the ring. She goes for the knee. Yeah, but I don't know why she didn't lead with going yeah, for the why knee. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't that be the very first thing you would do? She if she, she got, drops in. She got she, kicked about a bit first, and then she finally does it. Yeah, and and takes him down, and then the the sort of like climax of the episode even though there's more after this is uh she's taken down draga uh you've got the team goes malix and the team to arrest veronica. veronica and veronica is being surrounded by and protected by her alien fighters mm-hmm. and they're doing this willingly yeah. willingly uh, yeah. being a loosely yeah. defined term. so it's like a mexican standoff kind of sort of without as many guns on their side. But, yeah, because okay. it, was, it wasn't a three-way standoff. No. But Supergirl drops in and speechifies. Yeah, that, that's what it was. <laughs> she says like a two-minute, not even long speech, and the aliens are like, oh yeah, we're with you, sister. And then everything's kumbaya, and they let them arrest Veronica. And I'm just like, oh my. So maybe when you asked me the question at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> instead of me saying, eh, it was okay, I should have been like, uh... No, it wasn't too many just stupid things like that again. <laughs> just ugh. yeah, I, and I'm torn about this stuff, right? Like I agree with you. On the one hand, you know, looking back at this discussion we've had and, and sort of dissecting this episode, I think the writing has been kind of weak mm-hmm. on this episode. Damn and the first episode was really strong. The second one was kind of weak. The third one was better. This fourth one now has been kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Seems to be alternating so far. But what I do like about this episode have, have been the themes, you know, that they've been Yeah, tackling. the themes are strong. You know, the themes and the ideas, you know, and the, and the sort of subtext and commentary to think are, are important and clearly worthwhile, you know, topics to, to work into a story. Mm-hmm. But I think they could do it a little bit better. It's not to say that they're doing a terrible no. job. I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. You know, I, re- I did enjoy it. I, I had fun watching it. But I think they need to even out the writing. And mm-hmm. and I'm willing to give them like this whole season to figure this out because we got to remember <laughs> this is. Season. Yeah. Well, I mean, this no. is kind of a brand new Oof. sort of premiere season again yeah. because, you know, they're they're filming mm. in a new location. Mm. They pro- like us, like we've talked about, they probably have a whole brand new writer's room and producing I'll team. Give episode 12. And as everything far as else. Get. So, <laughs> I, well, I mean, we're doing this podcast. So, <laughs> oh. Oh. yeah. But we have some wrap ups. Right. So. So. Uh, well, after after that, then all of a sudden they are letting Roulette go. They don't even hold right. her. They they barely hold her. Yeah. Like she's not even in a holding cell yeah. for probably more than a couple hours. So obviously she has friends on high, and she even says that. Yeah, 
And who are these friends? Mm-hmm. No. Maybe one of them's Lena. <laughs> be, hopefully it is. Yeah. But she's out and, and Megan and Alex are having a sort of... You a know, Malix moment. A Malix moment <laughs> and aw shucks, that kind of sucks thing. Mm-hmm. And and the shipper's moment comes because Alex asks Maggie out for a drink, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, I find when I have a crappy day like this, a drink helps. Yeah. And Maggie says, I can't. And her girlfriend walks up and gives her a kiss. <laughs> hey, babe. And that ship ship goes sails. down in flames. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah. You and can I still mean, ship it. You Well, You no. can because, yeah. I mean, shipping yeah. basically is that you want this relationship to happen regardless of whether or not it does. I, I don't want. you. Don't, she's got a girlfriend. We don't, don't need a lesbian love triangle. You don't, stu- you don't, don't know. Yeah. There's enough weirdness in the world. We don't need that. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean Alex can't. Be friends with her. Be, well, A, be friends with her. Alice can't realize that she's a lesbian or bisexual or whatever other sexual things there are. I mean, right. perhaps she will. And maybe there'll be a different relationship. Yeah. We'll see what happens with yeah. that. It'll and be fun. Maybe Maggie will break well, maybe up with fun's the wrong word for it. But. Yeah. I don't... Fun, I mean, if they show us the behind the scenes, it could be fun, <laughs> but... It'll be... It could... It, it has the potential to be a good storyline and a good character development for Alex. Yes. That's for sure. So we have that moment, and then we have uh, Supergirl. Oh God! Dropping off. Well, as Kara, <laughs> she goes. She goes back to Snapper. She drops off her story, <laughs> um, and now she finally has a baked story with mm-hmm. police reports and corroboration and a source. And, a source. and Snapper's like, which Who's is your herself. Source? Yeah, <laughs> her source is herself. I can't believe okay. it. I, I well, so first of all, I knew the minute she came to the, the to him with time. the Alien Fight Club the second. Yeah. Time that she was going to be the Supergirl source. was yeah. going to be the source. I did too, but I'm like, no, no, <laughs> they won't do that. They did it. It's ethics. Come on, people. But it's classic superhero stuff. Spider Man took his own picture all the time. <laughs> Superman I mean, wrote his own stories. Oh, it's the, you know journalism is so shit all the time. Anyway, come on, have some. They have some. I don't know. That just that just drives. You knew me nuts. it was going to happen. Plus, I mean, what better source are you going to get than Supergirl, right? As far as wow factor. So, so he oh. goes over to the storyboard and writes one next to her name, and she's super excited because she's got but, her first story in the bag. But even before he does that, he's like, you know, your AP style still sucks. Yeah, blah, he blah, still blah, tears blah. her apart, basically. Which, of course, it's going to suck because she's not a journalist. <laughs> Go read a book. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Yeah, from there we're back to the DEO and Supergirl finally comes around. And it and again, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I can see it taking a bit for her to come around yeah, to this. Yeah, because they were mortal enemies or whatever for how long, you know, right. the two worlds were. And, you know, even if she... Your parents can put a lot of bad stuff into your mind, you no know, doubt. and I'm sure her, her parents were saying bad stuff about him all the time. So even well, they she, even talked about yeah, that. They did. So mm-hmm. even if, you know, she had never met one from Draxon personally, just all this bad stuff she heard from her parents obviously colored her opinion on him. And, you know, it, it it's not going to go away, you know, in 30 seconds. Right. So, I mean, I can see it taking the whole episode. Or two. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, that was good. And, I mean, her reason why she said she's going to teach him is like, you know, I was supposed to come to Earth to help Clark 
And by the time I got here, he was growing up, so I couldn't help him. So I'm going to teach you. And it'll be like, I'm helping Clark in a roundabout so way. She's essentially fulfilling her original purpose. Her destiny. Yeah. And and so what, what officially is happening here is that the DEO is releasing Monel into Supergirl's custody. Mm-hmm. And so he's... Free to go. And, and I hope to God they don't have a relation, a, a love, sexual, I agree. whatever relationship. I agree. I hope they don't, too. That, that would team me off more than <laughs> Journalism 101. And then we have the final wrap-up of the episode, which is John Johns finally learns how to knock. What? When he goes to talk to McGann, and he walks in, and he basically says, again, he apologizes. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, um, I just want to be Martian pals with you. We don't have to mind Mel. If you don't want to do that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And and then he leaves. Oh, his the, phone rings. Yeah, his phone rings. So he's there for less than a minute. Yeah. Um, sorry, this is work. I gotta go. And he walks out the door. And this is the the well, <gasps> you saw it coming way was more she than I hiding? did. But now we see what McGann was really hiding, which is that she is actually a white Martian, <gasps> probably the, the white Martian who broke rank exactly and smuggled her out. Yes. So. Uh, when Jean Jean's scary, they're definitely scarier looking than the green Martians are. And when Jean Jean's finds this out, oh. and you know, obviously he's going to. I mean, there's no way he's not going to yeah. find this out at some point. I'm going to be curious as to what's going to happen mm-hmm. because, well, as I said, he's you know he's the equivalent of a 9/11 never forgetter, mm-hmm. and and if he's that sort of a person, I could see him going into a blind rage. Yeah, and that was kind of indicated too in the episode because he was like, "I'll never forget about the death of my wife and my child," and, mm-hmm. and that Which sort of thing. Which he shouldn't. Right, right. But I'm, you got to move on. Yeah, but you know, but at the same time, I mean, he's going to want to take out his rage on her as a white Martian, yeah. right? But what we have to wonder is. You know, how much rank did she break and how culpable is she as a white Martian yeah. in all of this? I mean, did she kill lots of people before she finally couldn't take it anymore? Was it her first mission? And she's like, no, like Star Wars, dude, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do this. And so like within this entire dynamic, in a sense, you can kind of, you know, look at this if you want to draw a parallel as, you know, McGann as a white Martian, you could look at as a Muslim American and the things that they have to deal with from people who characterize all Muslims as Islamic terrorists, you know, mm-hmm. and and maybe Jean Jean's is going to react that way to her. I think her. he is. I think he is the too. The writers will have him do that. Right. Um, I think it's going to get messy, and hopefully I th- he comes around. Oh, he will eventually. It'll take a, at least two episodes. <laughs> but um, you know, I can see he's probably going to throw her in one of the DEO's probably. cells. You know, and um, yeah, it's not going to be. It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. I hope they. I hope the writing evens out and they write it well because you know I'm. I'm it's a powerful story that yeah, can be told. It's a. It's a powerful story and a good story that should be told and, and one that I hope has a has a good storyline and good resolution. So that's what we thought of season two, episode four of Supergirl. If you want to share your thoughts with us or argue with us about any of this yes, stuff, arguing's fun. You can tweet me at Heniatis or Kim at. K. Heniatis. Mm-hmm. You can comment on the website, Pure Fandom, purefandom.com, where you can find all these podcasts and subscribe. And make sure to watch Supergirl every week and then tune in to the podcast. Bye.